With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to the Late Night Football Show with your host, Rohit Singh. That's me. On this show, we talk about some of the most serious, least silly topics from the world of football for your entertainment and enjoyment. Please remember that the show is BYOL. Bring your own laughs, since we don't have the budget for a studio audience. Happy listening. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Late Night Football. It's finally over. We're finally done with transfer, uh, the transfer window. The deadline day has come and gone. The window has slammed shut. And uh, we're going to be here talking about a few big deadline day, well, big and small deadline day deals that happen. So we're going to touch on that. And joining us today, we've got uh, Kevin back on the show. Kevin, welcome. Welcome and joining us. Hi, thanks. So it's not, well, there's not a lot of Chelsea deals to talk about, but it's, you know, we can't have it. It seems like we can't have any transfer discussions without talking about Chelsea. So. Welcome to the show. Uh, we also got Sahil back on the show. Sahil, welcome to the show as well. Hey. Yeah, I think I think I don't know how you're feeling after the. It, has it sunk in yesterday's games? The two the two games that we saw yesterday. <laughs> no, but but then by the time I got to um, I, like I got I digested the result from yesterday. The whole transfer day happened today, so it just like kept got worse. So it's like two things to deal with at the same time instead of just one. Yeah, we're just trying to get out of you know one result and yeah. then the second result and, and then it's like the deadline day right after. So it's been a crazy 48 hours for sure. Uh, we're also going to be joined by Shresh Foreman a little bit, little bit. He's just uh, uh, having some issues. So he's going to join us a bit later on. So we'll have, it's going to be a four-person uh, four panel here today. But we will get started because there is a lot to talk about. And uh, there's, well, we do have to talk about the Thomas, the biggest deal. Uh, of the summer, we had uh, of the window, I think, of the deadline day. We've got to talk about Thomas Partey, uh, but we'll do that when Stress is on here. So we'll move on to some other deals as well. It's because quite a lot to unpack. Uh, biggest deal, I think, I think we'll start outside of Europe, outside of England, because I know sometimes we get too Premier League centric, we get too big six centric. Uh, but I think the big, the earliest deal that I that I found out today was uh, Federico Chiesa uh, moving to Juventus from Fiorentina. I have only seen him play on FIFA, and I actually say that uh, he's got good potential rating on FIFA. That's my scouting. Uh, Sahil, it's a two, it's a loan, it's a two-year loan. It's basically a two-year loan deal. The first two million euros for the first year, eight million euros for the second year. Oh, and I think Sahil uh, Sreist, sorry, is uh, joining us as well. So Sreist is going to be here in a second as well. So, all right, let's just give it a minute and let's see Sreist joining. Hey guys. Hey, Swayst, uh, welcome to the show. We've, we've already begun, so uh, great to have you. Oh, there we go. Here you are. So, <laughs> smile, you're on hey. camera. <laughs> hey, sorry, guys. I'm, I'm, I was running a little late. Oh, that's, that's no biggie, no biggie. Uh, we're going to, we're going to, okay, uh, since, well, let's just, we'll come back to the Kiesa deal. So, let's start. Uh, uh, while you were busy, were you having a party, Swayst? Oh, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm a married man. My, uh, my party days are gone. They passed. Oh. Well, Arsenal's party days have come though. Oh yes, uh, definitely. Oh, I, I would definitely party. I mean, 
Yes. Ah, uh, what do you think about the oh. signing Thomas Partey to Arsenal? <laughs> uh well, uh, that that's uh, that was my surprise. I, I wasn't hoping for that. I, I mean, I was hoping, but I, I wasn't expecting that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Is that, do you, uh, um, Kevin, do you think that's a game changer signing now for Arsenal, Thomas Partey? I think it definitely puts them. If they were they were already in conversation for top four, I think. But I think it definitely makes them firm, like people in that in that race now, doesn't it? Yeah, so I think that uh, that was the only position that they lacked. Uh, like they needed a good upgrade. So and Thomas Partey could fill fill that position. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was a good signing from Arsenal. Yeah, Kevin, so, uh, Sail had a very good question about this. Where did Arsenal get the money for Thomas Partey? Well, well, we started <laughs> gathering with every small small transfers around that. I guess that's what we were waiting for. Uh, yeah. Honestly, I mean, it, it's not where we want Arsenal to be it's trying to sell people to get one player out of like selling a bunch of them. But uh, unfortunately, it is it, what it is. Uh, we probably gathered some uh, money from, I believe, uh, Atroera is being loaned out, but that probably cleared up some wage bill. Uh, and then we, we sold a couple of people here and there. I mean, Martinez with that 20 million he got. Yeah, the 20 million from Martinez help. Um, I mean, I know it's not a popular sale, but I think it, it's going to be fine. Lino is going to be uh, good for Arsenal too. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I think that definitely is the biggest deal of the day. Um, actually, no, this is the second biggest de- uh, deal of the day because the biggest transfer story actually um, is Gunnosaurus leaving Arsenal. He was released by Arsenal as well. I, uh, I don't. Did you, did you guys hear about that? Like that's that's how that actually happened. Somebody actually sacked a mascot. I don't know when was the last time that's happened. Um, yeah, but I mean, from- and, and there, there is a GoFundMe page to get him back. Yes. That, that's the state Arsenal <laughs> is in right now. So I mean, it, it's Looks a like thing. he was at the club for like 27 years. So must be like a famous person as an employee. I haven't followed him very closely, but yeah, he, he, he was popular with the fans. Yeah, he was. Well, and I, I guess that might have cleared some of the wage bill as well for him. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> I mean, they've got uh, Mesut Ozil doing nothing, so he can be the mascot. Oh, oh, we still have Ozil? Ah, I forgot. <laughs> oh, yes. Ozil is still there. Ozil uh, is still at the club. Uh, Saliba still remains at the club. So, he was supposed to go on loan as well. That deal didn't go through. But uh, Matteo Guendosi has gone to Hertha Berlin. That loan is confirmed. And as well as Trace Manson, Lucas Torreira is also going on loan with an obligation to buy. Uh, he's going to Atletico Madrid. So, that, but those deals were unrelated. But that has happened. So, uh, good team building, I think, from Arsenal overall. I think it's been a good transfer window for you, for, for Arsenal. They've got uh, Gabriel. Uh, you got Thomas Partey, and um, I believe you also um, got. David uh, I'm sorry. Oh, sorry. Uh, William. Uh, William. 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 So William. three, three very good signings, and they improved the the first team, which is which is what you would want. Um, I think yeah. that's those. That's a definitely a good. Problem. Yeah, I mean, uh, we we would have definitely preferred an uh, attacking midfielder somewhere to bring in the creativity from. William is good. He he he's a flank guy who who gives his hundred percent all the time, but uh, someone to replace Ozil, right? Uh, party yes uh, will give us the back covers, uh, but someone needs to create. Uh, hopefully, uh, something happens in the middle between those three people. Mm-hmm. 
Well, there's still time to complete deals, of course, for the next 11 days if you want to buy. Oh, look, the we don't have money to do anything right now. So. But, uh, but also, Danny Ceballos came back on loan. So I know it doesn't, it's not yeah, as well. That, that, that's where the creativity is probably going to come from. But, but the problem with us is uh, if there's an injury to one of them, there's no backup. I mean, Partey, yes, he's a very great player. Uh, good player. Yeah, we don't know how he would do in EP, uh, English Premier League yet. Mm-hmm. But uh, if he gets injured, who's next? Elneny. I mean, that, that's a downgrade, right? So, yeah. and, and every position. Every position. Uh, if Sebelos gets injured, there's no creativity left. So, uh, so they, you, mean, you guys also signed Cedric, right? Cedric Source? I, uh, I, yeah. I honestly... That deal was made permanent. Uh, it was yes, a loan deal. He, he, he was made permanent. So he's a good, I, I would uh, actually play him over Bellerin for, for some weird reason. I don't like Bellerin. Oh, he yeah. provided uh, oh, okay. an assist, right? Uh, assist Two assists. Goal. Two assists he got. Yep. Yeah. So he's been playing good, I think, this season, at least. Yep. Yeah, as well. Yeah, last, last season, he, he performed well whenever he was given a chance. Uh, I still think uh, Bellerin needs to improve. And... Uh, I mean, he's just playing because he's Bellerin, to be honest. <laughs> Cedric has been doing better than Bellerin for some time now. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, well, we don't want to make it too Arsenal-centric, so we're going to uh, leave it for a moment. We're going to come back to Arsenal. There's a yeah, few things to talk who, about. Who, who would believe that, talking about Arsenal on the transfer window? Uh, well, well, we talk about Arsenal on the transfer window. Normally, we talk about the things that were not done, but in this yep. case... It was just the first and the last time we are talking about Arsenal. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. We we have a lot of talk uh, to talk about Chelsea not able to sell the players they want to sell. Yeah, well, that and well, usually we take, usually the time they're going to buy Manchester United, but that's okay. Uh, <laughs> um, well, we'll move on. As I was talking about another deal actually outside of England, we're talking about Europe. We're talking about Federico Chiesa. So you kind of got sidetracked, but I want to talk about Partey first because that is the big deal uh, of the deadline day. But Federico Chiesa was, I think, the first big deal uh, of of the day. Uh, again, as I said, not seen him much aside from on FIFA. And maybe a few games here and there, but uh, very highly rated on FIFA at least. Uh, two-year loan option, but then with an uh, with an option to buy. Uh, Sahil, I was going to ask you. It's it's a good deal, isn't it? For, he was linked with Manchester United. He's a right. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. That's how I remember Kiesa. Uh, yeah. a couple of seasons ago when Jose was there. That's when you were linked to him. But yeah, yeah. I've, I've heard. I haven't really seen him. I've heard his name. I think he makes the Italian squad every now and then. So mm-hmm. I think it's also ties with Juventus's. Um, moves this summer, they basically tried to reduce the age of their squad because they got Arthur, they got uh, Deshan Kulusevsky, yeah. and now they have uh, Kiesa. I think all of them are like 22, 23. So I guess they want to ship out the older ones and replace Not them. Too many old yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's definitely, uh, yeah, it's definitely some, it's a better deal than Kulusevsky. I think Kulusevsky didn't play a lot uh, for Atlanta. Actually, he did go on loan last season. So uh, he actually didn't play a single game for Atlanta. He was on loan at Parma, where he was mm-hmm. young player of the season in the whole league, yeah, and they just snapped him up from there. Yeah, 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 definitely. Uh, yeah, but definitely, they, I, I, they need to. I guess they they have this an aging team. I think last season we saw that with yeah. uh, Higuain and Ronaldo relying on those players. So yeah, they they need young blood, which is good, which is great. So I think that's that's a, a wonderful deal for. Uh, uh, Juventus, another ex, another United link there. Um, uh, Matteo Damian moved from Parma to Inter. I don't know what what is it about Damian. Uh, what, what is it, Kevin? What is it about Inter that that every ex Premier League player they, they they just want ex Premier League? Is Conte so enamored with the Premier League that he keeps wanting to sign ex United, ex Chelsea players? You know, well as just so obsessed with United and Chelsea players, I think. Yes, it's just that, <laughs> I, and I think they are just getting them for cheap or free even. 
I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's just that. It's uh, yeah, it's a, it's a weird obsession that yeah, but that happens. Uh, another Juventus deal, Douglas Costa moving back to Bayern, and I think I want to touch on Bayern a little bit here because there's three deals that Bayern did today. Uh, they also signed Maxim Chopomoting, who again another one of those players who you don't know how he get manages to make all these big <laughs> moves to PSG and Bayern. Uh, and then they also signed Boomer Sar. Um, I, I think it was they didn't get to sign Hudson Odoi, who was their primary target for the for the window. Uh, I think that I think I think I don't know. I think that was probably the right decision from Hudson Odoi. I think if he's playing for Chelsea, yeah. that's fine. But uh, say, so you think that, that I mean they're not inspiring deals, though, are they? I mean, you know, they, they seem to be a bit of a downgrade. Um, you know, from where from where they were. Like when you talk about the names, I know we you know we shouldn't be judging names, but. Yeah, I mean, uh, to be honest, I don't know why they let Costa go in the first place. He was doing good at Bayern. Uh, so I, I would rate that transfer back probably uh, as a high. He has a terrible yeah. injury record. That, you yes. Know, I mean, he jokes about it himself. So You're talking to an Arsenal fan. We, no, no, no injuries is too much for us. But uh, um, yeah, but he's a good ball player. Uh, hmm. Probably uh, they had Robin and Ribéry at the time, so that he never got in uh, into the thick of the team, but I think he's a great player. Uh, of course, the creativity comes in, the wing plays nice. Uh, the other two, uh, to be very honest, are average. I mean, mm-hmm. Not Bayern standards, but then again, Bayern's keeping most of the team together uh, this year as well. They, they just let go of Rodriguez uh, this year. He was on loan there. But uh, the core, uh, core uh, has. How much Rodriguez? Yeah, that, that, they had hard minutes for it. That was not yeah. the season before. It was Coutinho, they can let go. Oh, sorry, Coutinho. Yeah. They let Coutinho, Coutinho go, as well as Perisic. Perisic, Perisic. is also Yeah. Also yep. Yeah. So, so I think this is basically the kept the plus it's German league, right? They were not dominant. Main was Thiago, I believe, from Bayern. Yeah. Yes. Thiago was sold, but he wasn't a regular actually. He had lost, like, he only played towards the end because I think they had had a few injuries in midfield. Um, mm-hmm. Bayern don't generally, uh, Thiago is not generally their first choice. Uh, Midfield, midfield. Uh, that's uh, Kimmich. Kimmich is starts in midfield. Yeah, but I think he was quality player. He's a yeah, quality he player. He is a quality yeah. player, but yeah. yeah. But um, for because... some reason, I, I think Thiago has never been a regular starter anywhere. Even for Barca, he 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 he, he was competing with the best property when he was quite young. But then he never broke into full and, and was sold right. Same. And he, I I think he's gonna struggle into uh, getting a starting eleven at pool Liverpool as well. Yeah. Well, he's already like out with COVID, so we'll see how long he takes to recover. Yeah, that doesn't help. Yeah, he is very uh, prone to injuries and, and things like that. So, um, and I think on that note, Thiago's leaving. Um, also, Mikhail Cuisance, who was supposed to go to Leeds, that fell through. He's now joined Marseille from Bayern, so that also has happened. So, quite a little bit of interesting. Uh, Say, so on that note, talking about ex-Arsenal players, there's a few ex-Arsenal players that I wanted to touch on. Uh, Jack Wilshere, uh, still trying to fulfill his potential, still young. <laughs> And left, uh, he's left West Ham. I mean, how bad do you have to be to be let go by West Ham by mutual consent? Uh, I think he, it was not let go, it was more or less mutual consent. To, so basically, they both agreed he wasn't getting into the West Ham team, he wasn't playing. For yeah, yeah. That, that, I think what he, what he said was he's been injury free for like eight months and he hasn't got into the team yet. So, so how bad uh, do you have to be to not get into West Ham? Team? I'm kidding. If you, if you see the results, you it's probably not that bad, right? I mean, yeah, that, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just doing good. Yeah, I mean, but uh, I hope he gets a good team where he can run through the middle, uh, at least get some games under the belt. Uh, the amount of injuries he has had never helps a player. I mean, 
it's it's so 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 difficult to come back from big injury and then always keep on getting injured every year it, it's going to be tough to get into a regular team in the league yeah that is sad um and speaking of players who are still looking to fulfill their potential theo walcott has also left and and oh, he, he has fulfilled he has fulfilled and god I, I think uh, he, he we saw the prime. Um, I mean, Walcott was scoring goals for us sometime, like not left, right, and center, but he did his decent job at Arsenal. He had a twenty goal season at one point. I forgot which one, like in the early two thousand tens. Yeah, I think like it's, a, yeah, twenty twelve, yeah. twenty thirteen. Yeah. I can remember. Yeah, that. I think I that, that two up. I think yeah, just he's someone who yeah again injuries kind of ruined him as well a little bit. Um, yeah, but it's a good buy for Southampton. I think Southampton have a low key good transfer window in general, but it's a good pick. For them for to ping, mm-hmm. yeah. But sad state though to see for Walcott and we'll share with you. They thought at one point they might have been the future of England or the you know yes. uh, at one point that they yes. might have I think so. I think Walcott played for England to like decently um, during the earlier 2010s. Uh, Wilshire again unfortunate. He he probably had the talent where you can bring, uh, uh, like build a team around from the midfield, but again injuries and injuries. Yeah, it's a. That's a sad state. Well, all we need is, you know, you could sign United, United could sign Wilshire and then have a partner for Phil Jones in in the, in the hospital, and you know, save myself. Well, well, I'm happy that there's less people in the Arsenal hospital these days. Um, uh, okay, let's just we're sticking to uh, North London. Uh, we're going to talk about a few Spurs players actually. Uh, so Ryan Sessegnon, remember him? Once upon a time, really highly rated. Uh, uh, I don't know. Uh, he's gone to Hoffenheim on loan from Tottenham. So. Uh, interesting. Uh, Kevin hasn't worked out. It hasn't worked out for him yet at Tottenham. Is he? I don't know. The last two years, I've not even heard much of people about him. I mean, two years ago, very, very highly rated. Now he's just floundering. Yeah, it? neither have I. Like I was not. Uh, I've never uh, seen him play. To be very frank. Yeah, that's the thing. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's just not. I mean, maybe I, 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 I want to think that is a Jose Mourinho effect that he doesn't trust youngsters, but I don't think is that. I think there's something. Wrong there with with the player itself. I think I don't know. Maybe he's unable to take that step up yet. But we shall see. Uh, one fight uh, has also moved from uh, Spurs to Villarreal on loan. So someone who we keep hearing about. I've been hearing about him for two years as well. Like he's this very good centre half, the side back, and you know again another one of those players. It's hard for young players, isn't it, to make that step up? Uh, but it's surprising though because uh, Spurs were looking were looking to get a centre half. They were trying for Skriniar. Uh, they're still gonna. There's still time for them to complete a deal for Joe Rodden, which may happen. So clearly, Mourinho doesn't wait him, does he, Sahil? Yeah, I mean, I think Juan Foyth, from what I've heard, he's more of a ball-playing centre back, like more of a passer than a uh, defender in the truest sense of the word. So I don't think that fits uh, Mourinho's profile. But yeah, yeah, I think they would probably try to sign Joe Rodden, or they were trying to get a de- deal done for Rudiger as well, which might still happen if uh, the Mori's Hellbent or not leaving and fighting for the space. So mm-hmm. let's see. Yeah, but one fight probably didn't have a chance of excelling under Mourinho. It's a, it's a sad state. But speaking of that, um, also speaking of center halves, uh, Ben Godfrey uh, joined Everton from Norwich. I think that uh, for 26 million pounds. Uh, good signing for Everton. They seem to be building a squad now, aren't they? Without that. Yeah, yeah. I, I think uh, they needed some. Someone solid in defense. I, I don't know how solid Godfrey is gonna be, but uh, they have been conceding. They have been scoring a lot, but they have been conceding as well. So uh, recruitments were were needed in defense, and uh, I think it's a good good uh, team built up. Again, uh, it all depends on injuries and how, how injury free they can remain, because I don't see backups at Everton either. 
Mm-hmm. Um, like, well, mm-hmm. they have a few. I mean, it's, they may not be the same caliber. They do have some. Like they have players who can play in multiple positions. So they they have that. True. So True. Maybe, I, yeah, I, there like is from an attacking perspective, I don't think they are much uh, like like the uh, forwards. I, I don't even know who who the second forward would be at Everton. Well, they've got they've got a certain man, man <laughs> called uh, Alex Iwobi for them. So uh, they got him for for loan on loan, right? Ben Godfrey? Who? No, uh, Iwobi? No, they no, no. We, that, was, that was probably the best piece of business we ever did. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, say that. If he, if he scores the goal that puts Everton in the top four at the expense of Arsenal, you can tell me that it was the best piece of business that Arsenal did. I mean, flukes can still happen, right? <laughs> well, I don't know. I have no idea what's going to happen. So it's a strange, strange season, to be perfectly we, honest. We sold him for 30-35 million odd. Uh, no, no. no. Say twenty million, I think. It's like I think that was closer to forty million, if I'm not wrong. Oh, it will be. Yeah. From no, 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 no. That's like twenty, twenty-five million pounds. No, no. Everton, even Everton, aren't that stupid. You said English. Uh, Wobby was Google, English. Google says thirty-four million pounds. Yeah. No, no. If Wobby was, if Wobby was English, he would go for that. He's not English, so yeah. He's not. Good. No, no. Uh, Google says it's thirty-four million pounds. Oh, Google yeah. says thirty-four million. Okay, well, then maybe thirty-four million pounds. Yeah, but but that I mean. That's probably even at twenty, it would have been a best business Arsenal. Day. Yeah, yeah, thirty-four. That's that's overpriced. Yeah, that's overpriced. I don't know why they pay thirty-four. Oh, okay, yeah, that's not Arsenal mugged. They mugged. Yeah, they even start at right now, so I don't know what you're doing. Twenty million would be overpriced too. Trust me. Yeah, well, I I don't know, but yeah, twenty million sounds about right for a young player from Arsenal, but thirty-four is yeah, it's a mug. Um, not saying he's worth that much, but. No mm-hmm. Um, speaking of that, uh, Chelsea. Let's go to Chelsea. Two deals done. Uh, Bakayoko. Uh, moving from Chelsea to Napoli, uh, Kevin, and also uh, Ruben Loftus-Cheek going from Chelsea to Fulham. Uh, Bakayoko was expected, I think. Uh, he's had a good time in Milan, so he seems to like the Serie A. So I think he'll do well at Napoli. It hasn't worked out for him. But Loftus-Cheek, uh, Kevin, some a player that we keep hearing about, so many hopes from him, but he just doesn't doesn't seem to get it, does he? I think uh, we need to see like one or two more seasons from Loftus-Cheek uh, to pro to pro uh, uh him to be in the first team squad maybe i don't know uh, but I, I think that uh, i think that chelsea has already too many defenders and uh, midfielders and the the amount of players have been like like crowded up uh, too much uh so uh, oh and even we have like a lot of defenders as well so tomori to west ham should have been done because rodiger is staying right so, like, I think that we have a lot of players now. Yeah, tomorrow to West Ham is off. He was supposed to go on loan, but he decided not to go at the last moment. Yeah, Chelsea. So that that can still happen, though, right? You, you uh, like no, no, not anymore. Only, only he said no. The only thing oh, okay. that can happen now is Premier League to Championship or Championship to Premier League. Oh, oh, oh okay. I thought Premier League, Premier League, Premier League was open. Yeah, to yeah. So it, it was like uh, both the clubs agreed, but the player didn't agree. Yeah, as far as I've read. Yeah, yeah, everything was done, but the player decided the last moment he didn't want to go. Like ten well, minutes before the window ended. Yeah, he said. He said. Yeah, so there's yeah, there's uh, that 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 will be interesting to watch. Uh, he's a decent defender though. Like I feel he's a decent centre back. So uh, maybe maybe yeah. said he can break into the Chelsea team. I mean, I mean, if you're a defender, you would think that you have a chance of breaking into the Chelsea team. <laughs> uh, their defensive issues at the moment, but. Uh, yeah, but it, that was something. I think that will be something that may haunt Chelsea later on is the fact that they weren't able to move on as many players as they wanted to. Um, I don't know. Kevin, you're shaking your head, so I don't know if I'm, if I'm on the right track. But uh, yeah, I don't know. 
this is the story of every season i think Well, if you buy a lot of players you have to sell a lot of players and that's only how it works in most clubs or or loan them out but or loan loan them out to witties yes yeah that, that, uh-huh. that's what chelsea does that's by default they, they loan out if you turn on any fifa you will just find uh, chelsea players being loaned to witties always i've never actually played with chelsea in fifa sometimes i feel like i should do that just to see how many players they were known because no no you should play with witties you should play with witties on fifa to know what what Chelsea players that yes. uh, uh, are there are there <laughs> yeah well i mean like i i like marco van hinkel for example i didn't even know he was still at the club <laughs> what happened to him and then suddenly realized oh he's at chelsea okay oh i get so confused I, I, the the other day I, i was confused with like baba rehman when i saw uh, baba was still at chelsea and i was so shocked i like mm-hmm. didn't he go back then yeah it's yeah. always like that yeah. <laughs> yep There's all of those kind of uh, yeah, Zilobodji, right? That yeah, another signing. <laughs> Is Apo Costa still at Chelsea? I think he went on uh, loan. Okay. I believe. Oh, okay. I, I, so I swear. Um, yeah. Well, speaking of Fulham, they also got Joachim Anderson on loan towards the end. So that has been done uh, as well. Uh, so again, they probably need a centre half. Fulham. I, I don't know if it'll be enough to save them from relegation, but. uh something there uh, speaking of uh, everton as well they wanted to sign sergio romero on loan and this would be a wider conversation that we will have later on but that deal fell through uh, so instead everton have now got robin or martin olsen and robin olsen or martin olsen some uh, a goalkeeper so right. maybe i i don't know if he's going to be enough to if it's going to be enough to put pressure on uh, on pickford but uh, they clearly need something in goal because pickford has been a problem Uh, I think we're now getting into the more uh, depressing part of of the show. So uh, we'll talk about uh, 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 Barcelona because that uh, they uh, so Jean Claire Todibo, uh, the centre half, he has gone to Benfica on loan uh, with a 20 million euro obligation after two years. So I know what kind of deal they're playing at, but they've got that done. Uh, the idea was to bring in Eric Garcia from Manchester City uh, to replace him. Sahil, that deal fell off, fell through. Uh, for whatever reason, and I don't know. Do you think it's a good idea from City because he doesn't? I mean, he just Garcia seems very average to me. So I don't even know why Barcelona interested in the person. Yeah. But why? I would mean, he... Yeah, I don't understand because City ended up signing two centre backs, so they didn't really need him. And his start is really not in Man City. Like he wants to go back to Barcelona. So yeah, and he's leaving it's... next year anyway. He's yeah, but. I guess they weren't really forced to sell him because if he if he stays for another year, it doesn't really hurt City. So if, if they probably wanted to wait for the correct offer to sell him, which City can probably use all the defenders yeah. they have right now. Uh, yeah, well, they 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 well, they might need them, but uh, <laughs> it's it's just funny because they could have got like I mean I know City don't need to balance the books like all the other clubs. Yeah. <laughs> they got li- lawyers. Yeah, no, but I mean they got lawyers yeah. and then they got other names. Yes, well. <laughs> <laughs> and they were oil. And they were. I got all those jokes there, but yeah, but it was a 15 million pound. I thought 15 million pounds was a good deal uh, yeah. for Garcia to take. But what well, I mean, maybe City didn't want to do that deal. Um, there was some theory that they were upset that Messi that they didn't sell them Messi, so that's why they tried to take revenge. <laughs> but that, that probably could, could be possible. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think it's true, but yeah, but I mean, I mean that probably. Yeah. But that deal might happen next year to Messi to Manchester City. That might happen next year if things go that way. So on that note, I think uh, we'll switch gears and we'll talk a little bit about the transfer window in general. So I'll start with you, Srest. Um, who do you think for you, uh, out of all the clubs in Europe, who do you think was the biggest winners of the transfer window? I think Chelsea. Chelsea has done great, mm-hmm. and Tottenham. Uh, they have been under the radar, but they got good players in, and the results are showing in too. Without actually getting uh, Bale to play for them yet, 
yeah. right uh, i actually went through uh, the amazon video they uh, the the series they made with tottenham mm-hmm. uh, it's actually good if if you look at uh, the way how he's building the team around people he trusts amorinio uh, it's actually shows uh, gives a lot of insight on on where tottenham wants to go so uh, i think they're doing good uh, they, they had a very good uh, transfer window everton uh, would be my third choice uh, just because of rodriguez uh, uh, he, he's changed the game for everton in in the mid and hopefully he's, he he remains injury free Mm-hmm, for sure. Uh, Chelsea for sure. Chelsea was quick. Uh, I mean, they. I, I think they went a little overboard. Like six first team players in one season yeah. is, is a little overboard to gel. Now Lampard's gonna need time to uh, to build a team with those six new players, right? And uh, I don't know how time, how much time do do they give Lampard? No, we'll see. Yeah, for sure. I mean, definitely. Yeah. Uh, we'll have to see how that goes with all the signings and all the integration. Uh, Kevin, you want to jump in? It looks like a like. Considering the uh, one season ban, transfer ban, uh, I think that's where the overboarding thing uh, comes. I believe it's it's the mixture of all the two seasons uh, signings. Yeah. And mm-hmm. that is why uh, we have signed so many players. Uh, but yeah, for me also, it's Chelsea. It's definitely Chelsea. And I think for Sahil, I'm speaking for Sahil. It it would be Chelsea definitely. Yeah. It's Chelsea. Yeah, for you it's also. Yeah, it is Chelsea, yeah. That's no good. Question. Well, we, no yeah, well, we don't have a lot of diversity of opinion, but I will go different. <laughs> I will say that for me, low, I think the winner of the transfer window, I'm going to say Aston Villa. I know nobody's going to pick it, but I will say Aston Villa because I think they've, you know, they've done some very good business. Uh, Burton Traore, uh, Ollie Watkins, who seems pretty decent now. Uh, they've kind of strengthened that. They've kept Jack Wheelish, which I think is the biggest thing. Yeah. Maybe they did a little bit yeah. other. But that I think that probably was the biggest deal, deal getting him a new contract. They also got this right back up, Hardy Cash, who was Hardy apparently Cash. very good in the championship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So they've got a few decent players, and I think and Ross Barkley. That's uh, fine. Well, Ross Barkley. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, mean, I, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Kevin probably knows better about Ross Barkley if he's if he's that good or not. I don't know. I I had hopes for him as well, but yeah, I don't know why I do. Why, why do I have hopes for English players? <laughs> he was very nice. Uh, he was very good in the Liverpool game. Yeah. yeah, he was. Well, I think Liverpool were bad. I think that, that I mean, if Ross Barkley, I don't think, Definitely. I think Ross Barkley being good is more an indication of how Liverpool is good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> um, but yes, but no, but they've done some good business. So definitely, I think Aston Villa, uh, for me, probably would be, well, not, well, for my opinion, would be the winner. I, I think Chelsea are too overplayed. So I'll, I'll, I'll stay different. Um, but there are outside of Europe, I think, outside of uh, England as well, I think there are a few winners as well. I think there's quite a few clubs that have done some good business. I think Sevilla, I've been pretty good as well, um, so definitely something. Uh, but I think uh, we're going to talk about the losers. I'm not going to ask you because for me, uh, the, the losers for this transfer window were the capital L, uh, capital O, and all and all the rest of S E R S. You can put like big words. That's got to be I, I, Manchester United, the biggest losers of the transfer window. I think, I think anybody who says otherwise, I don't know what to say. But they were the biggest losers. You could make a case for Barcelona uh, to be alongside them, but I think Barcelona probably I would just give them a pass. But, you know, and we'll talk about Barcelona first because of what they did. Uh, so they wanted to sell off uh, Usman Dembele today. That was a big deal that was supposed to happen. So they could sign Memphis Depay. Um, and this is what Barcelona basically said, is that they didn't want to sell Manchester, uh, him on loan. They wanted, uh, they were going to sell him on loan with an obligation to buy. Uh, United said no. So they said, fine, we can do, do a loan deal. And as long as Usman Dembele signs a new contract so that they can get money for him. So that, you know, that didn't work out either. Uh, and then we'll come to Manchester United, but it's just it's it's a it's a it's a sh- and then of course we're talking about the Arthur uh, Pjanic deal that I don't know what 
what is going on in their head there. Uh, it's 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 troublesome, Sahil, isn't it, for Barcelona at the moment? Yeah. Just don't look look I feel like this is what we saw coming for Barca anyways, because we all knew about their financial problems, about like how they had to take uh, massive pay cuts over uh, over when football wasn't, uh, mm-hmm. wasn't on. So, but then, I don't know, I feel like Barcelona, they basically wanted to sign all the players Ronald Koeman wanted, mm-hmm. but then no one knows how long Ronald Koeman is going to stay here for, because he might just be sacked when the next presidential election happens and and the current president is uh, voted out as expected. So mm-hmm. if you sign a uh, Vinandam, Memphis, and uh, I guess Sergino Des is still fine because he's a young player. So he will probably fit uh, with the new manager. But then if you sign Vinandam and Memphis and you uh, do away with Usman Dembele, then does it really make sense to, in the long term? Like it just feels like, like I, I don't even know what you're trying to salvage at that point. It was very confusing. But I mean, Barcelona is a horribly run club. They don't have money right now. So. Yes. It wasn't very surprising. So, yeah. I mean, I, I was a little, I mean, the Dembele stuff, it was just like United and uh, Barcelona, two clubs who really don't know how to run, uh, two clubs with uh, people in charge who don't know how to run football clubs. So it was a little hilarious to look at when you think of it without without your United glasses on. But yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. The trouble, I guess they the kind of dodged the bullet in a way if they if they skipped, if they couldn't sign the Memphis and um, and final them at the cost of selling two of their already existing players. Sure. Um, Sreest, uh, 820 million euros in debt. That is what the reports are saying that Barcelona are in. Uh, do you see, well, I mean, they kept Messi for a year. I think we can all see that he's probably going to want to leave next year. I mean, I don't know if we see it, but it looks like he might want to leave next year. Uh, uh, <laughs> what, yeah. do do? I think, what, what can Barcelona do? Yeah. They have a good uh, few players, but it, it's just, it's defined belief, isn't it, what's going on there? I honestly don't know. I mean, how how can you sell Suarez for free? Yes, that's right. right. Well, no, five, I think it's for 5 million pounds. Yes, Suarez was sold. I mean, it's free for when you talk about Suarez at 5 million. We, we would have paid 40 million for him. <laughs> 40 million, $1 for him. But uh, that's another story. But uh, they, they're letting people go. Uh, it, it's sad. They, they need to sell if they don't want to play them. And uh, Suarez right now would have been an upgrade to any striker they have. And he plays well with Messi and things like that. It's just internal politics that's damaging the club. Like they, they were at peak like five years ago, and uh, I don't think they're gonna be second in, in La Liga this year either. I mean, Atletico would probably after after selling Partey, they would still uh, rank above Barca this year. Their best midfielder. I don't know about best, but at least a holding midfielder. But they have a lot of holding midfielders at Atletico too. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah midfield is one area that they are stacked. And I think Torreira, it somehow just didn't work out for Torreira at Arsenal. But I was actually a big fan of Torreira. I, I, I really yeah, thought that it was a good signing for Arsenal, like cheap for 24 million, 25 million Torreira. Uh, after the World Cup he had, I honestly thought he, he, he was going to be a success. Yeah. I, I don't know what happened. Uh, he looks like a hardworking player. It's not like Ozil who's lazy, who doesn't want to do uh, things for the team. But somehow he never fitted in, in, in the team. How long does Ozil have in his contract? One year, two years? Last year. Last year? Oh, it's gone. Yeah, yeah. we're oh, counting it out. Yeah, it's not a lot of money. They can, they can pay him off. Um, but yeah, that's that's uh, a sad thing about Barcelona. But, but you know, as bad as Barcelona have been, and clearly there's one club that's worse than them. And we'll talk about Manchester United. I think let's let's start with the negative because then we can end on a positive at least. So we'll start with the uh, uh, we'll start with the with the deals that didn't happen. Jaden Sancho 
spent all summer trying to get him and uh, finally and he was in uk today i'm sorry and he was reportedly in united kingdom today yes he is in england he is in london right now he is in london right now um, i think he reported for england duty but he's not going to play for england yeah i think he's an english guy right he can be home sometimes yes <laughs> when these breaks are like he's in uk um, yeah there's all sorts of reports that he's got a private jet on standby and he's waiting if the deal will be done there was nothing nothing was going to happen uh, sahil so here's what i what i have to ask you because uh, so united had three priority signings based on what we know we don't know two or not a center half a right winger and a midfielder they got their second choice midfielder but fair enough we'll say that that was it was decent but they didn't get their center half they didn't get the right winger uh, after chasing jaden sancho for two months um what do you feel about i mean i know a lot of people respond as sancho and come what do you feel about the, about the deal itself because yeah, i think we just like we just look like proper clowns in public which i'm glad that people know the owners are extremely incompetent like this was a final nail in the shaft to any credit they had before this because we were sold a whole idea of a cultural reboot throughout this whole um, last season that you know we are going to target players who are going to fit for the united philosophy and this and that and then you spend a whole summer like not just a summer there were reports about how uh, ole talked to jaden sancho i think before the season before even the transfer window started and what not mm-hmm. and like you know there were uh, it seemed like it was almost like a done deal like it was going to happen at some point it probably in august or, some, or something like that yeah. but then yeah Okay, yeah, let's just for one second as in, right? That that's all yeah. they need to do. But them. then let's for one second let's just assume that United don't don't have the money for that. You know, let's let's not. We all know Matt uh, Matt Judge and Edward Wood can negotiate. So let's say that United could somehow not bring down the one twenty million um, they asked, and we didn't have a, a and like you know there was no way to pay for it. Where were the alternatives? Like what was the plan B for that? Was it Usman Dembele? if it was a usman dempel did you like not make any headway to signing him before today and did you not have a list of people you would go to if usman dempel didn't sign obviously that urugwin kid probably doesn't count as as an alternative so hmm. was there like no plan b or plan c if we actually didn't end up signing jaden sancho i think that just like shows that whatever cultural reboot they uh, they told us that they were going to have was was probably like a, a whole uh, farce There's nothing like that happening because the players we signed, they aren't really, they don't really uh, belong to the same uh, type of type of players that we signed last summer, right? But like they aren't, they don't have anything in common right now. So yeah. it just felt like we were signing players that we somehow got offered and got lucky with them and didn't really post you the players that we actually wanted to sign. So like yeah, I don't know why we didn't have any other players we wanted to sign because there were reports of Ismail Yasar, but then. They didn't even they didn't even sign him. He seemed like the plan C, but then you backed out from from signing him as well. So, like, yeah. what was the point of this? We that was the right wing was easy, easily the biggest weakness in our team, and we haven't filled it at all. So, yeah. it, it's well, a it's a banter at this point. Yeah, well, the Saar deal could still happen. Uh, incredibly, that could happen. Uh, oh, yeah. the, because there's still time. What for in the championship? So there's still time to make that happen. Yeah, but there were reports that came out that United don't want to do the Saar deal. So yeah, it, I don't the, know what the kind of message that's sent out. Because it's like this, yeah. they want a loan with an obligation to buy. United don't want to do that. And then like if you don't mm-hmm. buy, we want a 25 million pound penalty if you don't buy him. So it's like a 25 yeah. million pound loan deal. Um, but I mean, yeah, I mean actually, uh, just one thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know how United expect players to sign for them when. it is very obvious that they will not make them permanent because they want to go for jaden sancho next year 
So mm-hmm. if you're trying to sign players like uh, Usman Dembele, who has had a crossroads, who has had a crossroads in his career, and someone like Ismail Yasar, who wants to get out of the championship, how do you expect them to commit to a contract where they don't know what's going to happen after one year? That sounds very counterintuitive. You would rather go for someone experienced like, say, Ivan Perisic or Douglas Costa, who wouldn't really look for a long-term contract. Like both of them went out, were willing to go out on loan or loan, like how Perisic went last year, Douglas Costa went this year. So that would have made a lot more sense than going for these players who are so uh, uncertain at their current clubs right now. Mm-hmm. It yeah, it's just it's it's a mess. It was a mess, and I think the reason I think I think the reason why there was no alternate is I think because. Solskjaer was keen. I think it was adamant that he wanted Jadon Sancho. And maybe he felt that if you gave him an alternative, it would be like, yeah, yeah, okay, I'll give you the alternative. I can get it. Yeah, the thing is that he should have gotten Jadon Sancho because I think he already covered um, that in the Man United part that with Akash and Shashi. So I don't want to repeat the same thing about how United can't negotiate and how we made made fools of ourselves. But then what happened today was even more disgraceful, I feel. Yeah, there's a lot. I mean, there's a lot to unpack. I mean, there's things that we've heard and seen. There's a lot of issues. Uh, Mr. Reyes, I think seeing you're no stranger to watching transfer incompetence because you know Arsenal were pretty bad back in the mid 2000s. So I can't joke because I can't really say anything. It was, it was really bad. Oh, I, all, I, I don't, I don't think I've ever seen even Arsenal be this bad. I think even Arsenal probably have done much better than what we than what United did today. But mm-hmm. it is it is shocking, isn't it? When you uh, because if you if you think as a club if you do not get your primary target, uh, not having any backups and also. If they knew that they weren't going to sign a right winger, why not use that money to sign a centre half? Because everybody could see what happened on on Sunday, um, and the fact that you know there's a lot of talk about United taking so long to do deals, but they've just done four deals today, so it's clearly not the time. Uh, you know, I mean, what's what is uh, you know what what is what is where is what, what is United's thinking? Uh, is United? I, I don't think um, like one game could tell you that you need defenders, right? Even. Pool considered seven, United considered six, and that two against Tottenham. So, I would not just go off that game, but yes, they did need uh, recruitments. And uh, me being an Arsenal fan, I'm, I'm not a hundred million pound signing guy, right? And uh, to be very honest, I don't think uh, Sancho would have changed the uh, team much and would have put, uh, like rocketed them to uh, second or even first. But I don't think first. Even United's target, they're probably targeting third or fourth place this they're season. Targeting, they're not targeting third. So yes, they're targeting fourth. That's what they're targeting. That's, there's third is a bonus. Anything about third is a bonus. It's fourth that they but, want. But th- that's what I'm saying. They were already fourth last year, right? They were third. Then they were third, third. right? Yeah. So uh, why why do you want to bring in a player for a hundred million odd uh, odd and then say okay now let's just downgrade to fourth? No, no, no. Right. So, yeah. Well, I mean, the thing is, the, uh, the I, I know the teams they... are improving. The other teams are improving, but I don't think Sancho's going to improve the team overall. You, you guys had a good team towards the end of the season, right? They were, yeah. they were playing well. They were not playing like winners, but they were playing well. Greenwood was playing well. Rashford was good. Marshall was good. So instead of uh, adding people to that team, they want a star in the team, right? And it's not mm-hmm. I. In, if you look at history, no 100 million pound signing has ever performed well. And the reason behind is not, not quality. It's, it's a lot of pressure. Even Bale, right? Bale performed whenever he, he played, he performed, but he had injuries. Outside of that, uh, Pogba, I don't think he justifies 100 million. Talk right? about it. Uh, Hazard's been a dumb, right? Uh, then you well, talk about. 
not with the team that he was signed for, but he won a Champions League with Bayern. I'm just saying that he won a Coutinho struggled and then there's this uh, Felix at Atletico, right? He's struggling too. So, uh, no, see, see, I understand where you're going. If I was United, I would have preferred two fifty million pound signings to improve the team rather than one hundred million trying to uh, get the team off the sky. Off I think the, uh, I think that's fair and where you're coming from. But I think if you take a look at United as a whole last season, what they had was eleven good players, and once you had to rely on the next, you know, two or three even substitutes, they couldn't even make proper substitutes because they literally had nobody on the bench. And that's right. where the idea was. It's not about Sancho. The idea is bringing in someone who's going to improve that team. So you have competition for that front three spots because as of tomorrow, because yesterday, the reason, and we, we talked about this, I don't know if you saw this, we talked about the team giving up and the reason why the team gave up and the red card went out is because most of them know they're not going to lose their places because there's nobody behind coming in. I think the idea was to improve the overall quality. And I agree with you, if they didn't want to sign Sancho, and that is what Sahil was saying, if they didn't want to sign Sancho, that's fine. Where are the other players? They didn't spend that hundred million pound and uh, pounds and two. So that's what I'm saying. Their approach is probably not the best approach, right? They they are going all in for one player and not having a backup plan. Dembele, I, I guess, uh, was a panic panic choice. Yes, Dembele is a panic. I, I, yeah, that's right. the one deal I'm happy with. Uh, and I think you, you guys would be happy that it didn't go through uh, yep. with his injury record and everything else, uh, and the attitude problem with Dembele, which has been reported. I, I I think it's good for uh, United that it didn't, did not go through. Yeah. Uh, but they should still uh, try to develop Greenwood. Uh, I don't know why he. Chances. It's, yeah. I mean, just because you sign a player, it doesn't mean that the development stops. It's you know you have four players. It's like you're gonna play a lot of games. We're gonna play. P- By the way, we're gonna play Arsenal, Chelsea, Everton, PSG, Leipzig. Five team, five games in in October alone. You can't expect everyone to play all those games. So you're going to need you, a big You can't squad. expect uh, Sancho to win four out of five. No, no, but it's not the part of winning, right? I mean, great. imagine if Greenwood gets injured or if uh, Bashford gets injured. Who comes in this place? Is going to be James? Is going to be Cavani? Or would you would you rather have Sancho coming in and then Greenwood, you know, replacing the injuries, right? It's about squad. Um, I, 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 thought, uh, I think, I think to be honest, I think, to be honest, James is a good player if played on the right place. Left. If you play him on the right wing... Uh, left wing, he, he, he's been decent whenever he, he has played. Yeah, uh, at least from what I've seen. I've, I've not seen a lot of uh, James. But, but then, obviously, there's still a difference between the level of Sancho and James, right? Like, if you can start Sancho on the right wing or James to the left wing, you would almost like 90% of the times you would go with Sancho on the right wing because of, it's just like a. Like I he's had a lot like of almost 30. Yeah, I, I don't want to. I don't want to make this too Manchester United centric. I understand what you're saying, Swiss, and I get it. But um, it really the signings. It's about ambition. It's about squad building. And um, Kevin, as an outsider perspective, I want to put you this scenario because this to me was completely mind-boggling, and I and I couldn't believe it. I was hearing this, and I and I don't know if it's true or not. Uh, so and I'm going to leave. I'm going to leave this with the scenario with you. Usman Dembele says, "I do not want to join Manchester United on loan." Then he says, "Yes, I will join Manchester United on loan." Barcelona say. Fine, but we want you to sign a contract before you do that. Usman Dembele says, no, I'm not going to do that. So, Solskjaer, and I don't know if this is true, but apparently Solskjaer said, that's fine. Sign him for 60 million euros. I want him and sign him without a medical. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Usman Dembele, a player... That's I the point where I lost it. Yeah, yeah I, I know he's so not, but I mean, it's, it's just, it sounds mind-boggling and unreasonable at this point if that, if that is true, isn't it? I think it's just a chaos uh, in the whole Manchester United, uh, the the office, the whole board, hmm. uh, and uh, signing a player who is injury prone. On top of that, 
is is ridiculous to test. Yeah, and 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 if, if a player needs a medical, I think it is Osman Nimbal. I think wherever there was a player, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's unfair to all the other players, uh, isn't it? As yeah. Well. Yeah, it's yeah, it's 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 it's, it's mind boggling how they were doing, and that's and that's it's chaotic. It was chaotic, uh, but in that chaos, uh, there was there were signings for Manchester United. I think uh, we'll try to be objective, and I, and I understand that it is it is underwhelming, but I think we'll try to be objective about the signings. And uh, Alex Telles uh, was signed uh, today. Finally, about after three weeks of haggling, um, I, I still don't know what the final price is. If it was there's some reports about it being eighteen million pounds. Some said it was eighteen million euros. I'm leaning towards it being eighteen million euros. Because if it was 18 million pounds, that was what the Liverpool Porto had quoted them at first. So what did they spend three weeks doing exactly? Uh, God alone knows. Uh, style. I mean, it, it would be exactly what Arsenal did with Partey for three months. Yeah. Well, see, with Partey is a different thing because basically Atletico refused to do any negotiation. <laughs> like I think Arsenal were trying to get them to do like installments, like they did with Pepe. They were trying to get them to probably accept, expect, accept a bit less and maybe use Torreira as a makeweight. So I understand that. I mean, Atletico saying no is fine because, you know, you kind of, uh, because then you just pay the release clause. United spend like trying to get like, okay, we're going to pay you uh, 10 million euros. No, we want 20 million euros. No, we pay 12 million euros. And you know, okay, it's fine. I'll just take 20 million. I don't know. It's, it's, it seems, but I mean, but it seems like good signing though. I think it's a signing that United yes. need, uh, objectively speaking. So yeah, it's. Uh, yeah. Hundred percent. I think Luke Shaw. We also he was horrendous this week, and I feel like he mm. uh, he should have been sent off. Firstly, so um, and obviously he, his positioning wasn't the greatest. And I think Luke Shaw also like going forward, he really can't cross the ball inside the box. Right? He can carry it, he can receive it, but he can't really um, make any output up from it. So when you have someone like um, Telus who has a lot, who has lots of goals and assists under as well, you're signing someone who's an obvious. Um, Obvious uh, upgrade on the attacking side, at least. I don't know how good uh, Telus is on the defensive side. But it's just a mindless hackling over like a couple of million that just frustrates you because we might have had a better result. Like, I'm not saying we would have won, but like, we would have had a better chance of getting a better result against Spurs if maybe Telus was done by last week or something. So, mm-hmm. yeah, but obviously, I'm looking forward to signing Telus. Um, he should be. Easily going into the first eleven, I think. Um, he looks sure should be his backup. Um, mm-hmm. And so yeah, it's the first signing we, we made in this transfer window. Who we know for a fact will improve our starting eleven. Yeah, that was good. I think yeah, and and it gives more options as well. Uh, covering yeah. that was Chris Smalling uh, going to Roma. Uh, Kevin, somebody who's had a good time of it in Serie A. So, but again, <laughs> it went apparently the deal went sixty seconds before this transfer window is about to shut. That's when they did the deal. Uh, 15 plus 5, that was the final. Uh, some would say he's actually the best defender. He was the best defender at United, but I don't know. He used to be, at least. But no, apparently, good... yeah, till, yeah, till today, he was the best defender after what they saw on Sunday. It was like, <laughs> <laughs> oh. I think, I don't know. Um, I mean, he probably is better. Uh, I, I don't know if he's better. I think he's, he's not good enough for the top four team. I don't think so. Um, and because Roma finished six, so it's not like Roma were like champions of Serie A or something. So, yeah, it's I a good signing for Roma. Yeah, but I think it probably shows where United are at this point. The level that United are at this point, it speaks more about yeah, them. Yeah, that, that's right. Yeah, but talk about another hundred million signing. That's Harry Maguire. <laughs> Why is, I mean, oh my god, I, I don't even want to. Oh my god, don't even get that. I think that'll be that'll be in, in years to come. I think I think we'll talk about. I mean, the, yeah, it's just I think that's going to be another saga that's going to start next year. I think that's, yeah. that's going to be another. Thing. Extremely frustrating to sign a hundred million. Uh, I don't know, defender and English defender and. Messing things up. I don't think we're saying that. Uh, 90 or 100, whatever it was. Yeah, it was like 80 million pounds. 
ఇంగ్లండ్ there are but uh, in the that upper clan world class but the, yeah they are not as good as terry and fodenor yep. there is there is there's a serious lack there but yeah. um along with that there was also a letter from romero's wife on twitter <laughs> romero uh, romero's been trying to united have been wanting to get rid of him but this is everton were interested because they obviously need a backup goalkeeper to pickford uh but they didn't sign united uh, romero because they wanted him on loan and the united said we'll give it to you for 10 million pounds plus paying whatever you know romero's on 80k a week which is quite a lot of money for a backup goalkeeper to be honest so that deal fell through i mean uh, his wife was pretty upset uh, i mean it's just it's just it's it's crazy isn't it when you look at it like how they're trying to do deals i i think there was i think there was a play there because i think they they believe that romero might become number one at everton and everton are going to be a top four contender at this point i think we have to assume so you're you're indirectly strengthening a rival right if you give them on loan so maybe they feel pickford is the one weak link so let's keep him as a weak link at everton because that's the only reason they're not going to get top four i mean that, that that's the only reason i can think of at this point like logically that one doesn't make sense but you think yeah well, he might go to a championship club though um, i think i think he's too good for a championship yeah but uh, yeah i think so too but i feel like that's the only option now because that's that's it's, unless it's he... disgraceful though. like after four years at the club being a very good backup for uh, but like you know he never complained and now you don't give him the move he wanted when he's be demoted to third choice it's crazy yeah it's a, it's it's bad for the club too because they're not going to have to pay 1000 yeah. a week for someone who's not going to yeah. play at all i mean if at it's, all it's, it's a horrible look from all angles like from pr from a sporting perspective from financial perspective totally bad Um, we are running out of time, so I'm going to jump quickly to the next deal. Uh, Edinson Cavani uh, moving to Manchester United on a free transfer. Uh, again, uh, he's going to wear the number seven shirt. Apparently, and these are just rumors, so maybe it won't happen. But uh, Sresh, uh, I think Cavani has been linked to Arsenal in the past. I think I remember there was links from Cavani to Arsenal a couple of a few years ago. I think five, six years ago there was links. Um, every good player has been linked to Arsenal. Never happened. No, it was like I think it was Arsenal Schneider. The every was like Cavani is going to come to Arsenal. I think I've seen this for two, three years. So Cavani is coming to Arsenal. I, I don't think so. We were like heavily was... invested in Cavani, to be honest. Uh, because if if you look at four, five years ago, we never had the money to go for big players. No, so. I know. Yeah, yeah. But uh, then again, it, it oh, seems so like won. a good signing. Uh, what United probably needs is experience in the in the dressing room, uh, up front. Uh, groom uh, Rashford uh, into a proper striker. I don't know how Edison uh, Cavani would fit in the plans. He's more like Ibrahimovic uh, 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 signing, yeah. like spend a couple There's of no seasons. Plan. There's no plan. There's no fitting into a plan because there is no plan. So uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> no plan. Um, but the one thing the yep. style is that he will probably go straight in the first team because Marcel is going to be suspended for the next three games. Uh, that's for sure. Yeah. Red card. So he's going to go into the team. uh he's actually on the same wages that Harry Kane is on and i know a few people are like he's probably going to have to score the same number of goals i think that's a bit harsh to expect but yeah, yeah but what is the style from Cavani to justify the investment and what what is a good I mean, what is a good justification like a justification for why we signed for, him for, for yeah for for his signing and for paying him that much money <laughs> what would be a good what would be, what would be at the end of the season I mean, yes Cavani was a good signing 
I guess like 10 goals would be a good return, 10, 15 goals. Obviously, it's never going to justify the kind of money he's earning. But then I don't think he would take a pay cut anyways because he's coming from PSE where he was making probably making truckloads of money. So there's only so much you can downgrade. You can't really pay him uh, what a backup striker in a Premier League would generally earn. But that's fine. I mean, I think uh, Cavani is a decent signing. He hasn't really played a lot of football last season. So I wouldn't expect him to hit the ground running early or very like very quickly because he's probably going to need some time to adapt to the Premier League. He's also 33 right now, so that doesn't help him either. Uh, but I think it's good for um, Greenwood especially to learn from a striker like Cavani who was full class in his prime easily. So, but I think it's obviously an upgrade over Egalo. Egalo after Project V start was was not anywhere near Man United quality. He had his uh, he had his uh, bounce when uh, when he just signed, but then it's very clear that he's not good enough to play for the to play for no, the, yeah. play for the club. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's, it's, it's good to have a presence like Cavani around, but obviously it doesn't fit into any sort of a plan. Like, it's just, I think we were offered the player and we were like, yeah, sure, let's, might, might as well, let's just get him. So, yeah. And the number yeah. seven seems like a marketing ploy. Yeah, probably. Well, maybe he may, maybe yeah. even demanded that. Uh, Kevin, he said, this is what oh, yeah, he could, said yeah. in February, that uh, he would only join Manchester United or Chelsea for the money. Like I said, if it was on money, he would join Man United or Chelsea. <laughs> That's literally, this is a quote that his agent put out in February because Chelsea, I think, were also linked from Cavani because I think they wanted a striker before Werner. Um, he was one of the options. Um, obviously, Werner is probably better than him at this point. I think that's definitely an upgrade. But it's, eight months later, he's here at Manchester United. I think it's a... Um, what, where, uh, what, what do you see in terms of what Cavani offers to Manchester United? I think it's a, it's definitely a good, uh, as Sal said, it's a good up, upgrade. Uh, it is better than Egalo. And uh, since uh, United are also going to have a lot of games uh, mm. in, in October, November. And uh, on top of that, Marshall is uh, uh, suspended for three games. Yeah. So uh, these kinds of uh, problems are going to arise and United uh, anyway needed a good attacking uh, player. Uh, and so, in terms of that, in that perspective, Kawani is a good signing for, uh, and I believe it's, uh, he's going to do well. So, let's well, hope. If Kevin is saying he's going to do crossed. well, I, I, then I do not have a lot of faith. But, Fingers uh, crossed. He might be jinxing us. Um, but I think uh, there's two more signings and since no, I mean, there's uh, Facundo Pelestri and uh, uh, Amatio Traore have been signed and we're not going to talk about them because nobody's talked about them. Like, completely nobody's. No, so, I, I have something to say. Yeah, so, yeah, sure. apparently they're saying that uh, Pelestri, they might uh, put him in the first team straight yep. away, which is mm-hmm. yeah, that's the idea. Because crazy right. for like it's so selfish from the club's perspective. He's like he scored one goal from 17 games since in the Uruguayan league, and you put him in the first team for Man United. So uh, like he probably wouldn't do that well. Like you know, I would love to be wrong, but then you just literally kill the player's confidence by he's so young as well. So it's crazy how this club is trying to uh, cover its failures up by yeah. risking other players, uh, risking a player's development. The, the worst thing about uh, Traore and Pelestri, I think, stressed, is that they're going to be compared to Sancho. Whether or not, you know, whether or not you think that the merits are right or wrong of signing Sancho, um, he's good. They're going to be compared to Sancho. It's a bit like, um, you know, any player at Arsenal, you know, when, when Walcott was compared to Henri, even though, you know, there's always this talk about Walcott being like Henri. He wasn't, uh, obviously, as good, but there's always a comparison, isn't it? And that's, it's, it's going to be tough for both Traore and Pelestri because they're going to expect um, returns like uh, Sancho. Yeah, I mean, when I heard Traore to United, I thought it's Adam Traore from Wolves. 
was like, <laughs> okay, oh, it, it, it's a decent signing, but, but it's not. <laughs> So, I wish it was a Rama Traore, but no, it's not. No, yeah, not late. Yeah. No, they left it. Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, uh, I, I haven't seen in both of these players. No, not many people have. Anybody who says that they are, they're lying. Nobody has seen him. I mean, Traore played like 30 minutes of senior football, so there's literally no way yeah. you can watch him unless you watch youth Italian football, which I'm pretty sure no one in the group does. Yes, Traore, nobody has seen him. He's only played three games for Atlanta, so nobody has seen him. Nobody yeah. watches Uruguayan League. Uh, in our circle, yeah. though, I mean, yep. I'm sure people yep. watch. I, I think it's a consensus. United did not have the best uh, transfer window, right? And so, uh, let, let's see how how these signings go for them. Uh, honestly, they need a big, this, uh, big winter uh, window, and they need someone who can close in on deals. Uh, the, we we know the feeling being an Arsenal fan. Uh, we had a a long, long time. We struggled with these until uh, Raúl came in. He changed stuff, and now Vinay's picking it up too. So, uh, yeah, they need some people who can actually make these football deals, not, not this one deal. Yeah. Um, Kevin and Shreis, uh, do you, uh, I, I, I put it out there, I think Sahil agrees with me that the losers, the capital losers of this, of this transfer window are Manchester United. Do you guys agree or do you think it's someone else? I agree. Uh, with definitely. Definitely, yeah. yes. But uh, we, we forgot in Real Madrid. They haven't done much business either. See, that's okay. See, if you don't do business, that's okay. Like if you, you know, I think sometimes it's better not to do business than to do bad business. And I get where Real Madrid are coming from because um, they haven't done much business. You're right. Absolutely right. The last big business they did though has our flop. So, I mean, I mean, if you... Exactly. And that was, and that business was also like after a few years of gap. I think they, they sold really well though, Real Madrid, because they got rid of... Uh... Greg Milan and Hakimi, who barely played for the club, and they got like well. some seventy odd million for the for the both of them. So that's Murata I think well. that's decent business. Like they can probably go all out next year. I think that's when they go for Mbappe. So they're safe. They've nice. They got rid of Morata as well. Um, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, that too. That was an Atletico metric though. Yeah, Atletico. yeah. Loan obligation. The obligation was fulfilled. I think this year, so they sold Morata for a bit of money as well. Yeah, I think they will look for uh, Mbappe next year. Um, and depending on where Mbappe goes, I think whichever club loses out, whether that's Barcelona or Liverpool, I think that the, the other club will go for uh, Jadon Sancho. Because I but think Madrid, Madrid needs to strengthen their midfield now. It's an aging midfield with Modric, Kroos, and uh, and everyone in the middle. Uh, well, they've got Valverde. I think Casemiro is still young, and they've got Valverde coming in. He's pretty good actually. So they've got a bit of. They do need to get another third midfielder, but they've got Odegaard as well coming yeah, back. Yeah, exactly. So Odegaard is back coming back as well. So, I mean, he was pretty good at Real Sociedad last year, so they'll probably give him a chance. So, they have options. It's not the best. Obviously, there, there will be a bit of a drop-off in quality, but they've got a year. Yep. I think uh, Cruz still has a few years, but they need backups. Uh, with Zidane, they need players who can perform. Right? Uh, he's not... Uh, I don't think he's a builder. He, he is a highly functioning uh, machine who can actually get things going uh, when you have the tools. Uh, so, uh, well, what they need is a striker because outside of Benzema, I tell you, they don't have a lot beyond Benzema. And Benzema yeah, himself is not. I've never been a big fan of Benzema either, so I'm not. Yeah, bad. yeah. Well, Benzema is apparently the only one who's keeping them float right now. He's getting goals, so they need someone yeah. there as well. So there is there is things that they need, but I think for this year, I think they, there's a feeling that they probably just make do with what they have. They don't have a lot of money because of COVID, so. But yeah. uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, the only reason yeah, that, I, I think that that's the game with all Spanish uh, teams. I, I don't know how it works in Spain, but all their clubs have been heavily hit with COVID. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah they're all Barca, Madrid, and even Atletico. They're, they're selling players, so 
Yeah, no, oh, the way the rules work is you have to sell one before you can buy one. I think for this year, that was... With, with Madrid, the thing is that they are still suffering from PTSD from uh, the signing of Eden uh, Hazard. Yes. Nothing yeah. else. Well, the last few big signings haven't worked. Well, they're also they're still paying off bail, right? They, they still yeah. 300k yeah. on bail, so that hasn't worked out well for them. So, yeah, they definitely, they're definitely, there's definitely issues. But, um, you know, but like I said, I think the biggest uh, reason why I see United loses is because, you know, when you spend three months trying to sign your priority target, that you call him your priority target, and then you're just like, okay, you know what, we're not signing him. And then you're trying to go for any Tom, Dick, and Harry. I think that's, that is a little bit of, a, of, of, a, of an issue. But, uh, I mean, there's lots to unpack, and I think uh, we'll be feeling the effects of this transfer window for Manchester United this season for a while, and I think there will be a lot of introspection uh, from the fans. There won't be anything from the board. I'm sure the board is high-fiving themselves right now that we saved ourselves £100 million pounds of money to pay to the Glazers and dividends, but I think that for the fans, there will be some introspection. I think um, there's definitely things to unpack there. But on that note, uh, at least we are done with the transfer reactions for a few months, for three months now, uh, before the January transfer window opens. Uh, but uh, we'll see how it goes. I mean, there is talk, so I'll wait. Oh, well, actually, you know, I'll ask Kevin uh, because I think we are too close to this. But Kevin, there is talk that United will go back in for Sancho in January. Um, I think it's PR talk. Maybe it's, real talk. it's probably PR talk. I have to be honest. I think it's already PR talk. But do you think, do you see that deal happening in January? I was already seeing that deal happening this season, uh, this time. And uh, if, if there's any club that Jaden Sancho would go, I believe that it, it, it he suits Manchester United. So, so I believe that uh, that deal should happen for a good competition and for the quality and the reputation of the club that United is. So to bring maybe bring it back uh, or you know a good quality English uh, player that you know that United is famous for or something you know the top fours are famous for. So I believe that Jaden Sancho should uh, go to United in general. So let's well, hope. Sure, but the question is, will United pull the trigger? I think mean, that's the. That's the key. Sire, do you happening? In, do you see it happening in January or next summer? I do not see it happening, but I think he's gonna go to some other club. This was our chance to get him. Now, like when everyone's recovered from COVID, yeah, yeah, I don't see it happening. Well, even if it's not recovery, I think England are gonna because they, I don't think we're gonna have fans back in the stadiums at least until January, yeah. February, and so. But then clubs like Madrid have saved so much money, right? So yeah. they can easily go for yeah. him if they, if they choose to. Yeah, they can do that, and I think with United, we're gonna be even worse off next year than we yeah. are this year. So. I think most of the Premier League, I think, will be worse off. I don't know why. Because you also have Man City who will mm-hmm. go for a big player. He might go there. Could be anyone, honestly. Like This was the one year where there was a pre-no competition. They still messed it up. So. Yeah. I still think 100 million for Sanchez is a little too much. I think that's the price you pay nowadays for players of his for, for English players, I mean, yeah. Uh, I honestly haven't seen a lot, but the stats are been like over the top. Right, where you pay he's got double figures. He's got twenty no. plus goals and assists, though. Like twenty. I think yeah, that, that, that's Bundesliga too, right? Uh, but his Champions League record is also good, right? Yeah, he's he's got yeah. good assists. Like he's got he's. I mean, I don't know how good. I mean, the only thing I can say, and I don't want to take up too much time because I know we're running out of time. So I want to quickly is that the one thing that he offers is some is that that ability to run past players. Nobody in United does that currently. I think just for that alone, you need to have different options. Yeah. He can do that. I th- I think there were some goals and assists that where he was only second to Messi. I forget which one. Yeah. I can't believe like He's got 20 plus goals yeah. and assists. That's yeah. rare for someone. Like to and he's only 19 or 20. 20, 20 like now. Yeah. 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 It's pretty good. Um, I want to end this. I don't want to. I know we talked so much about Sancho. I think hopefully we will not talk about him anymore because it's quite frankly a little bit boring. Uh, but Stace, final question, final thoughts. Are you surprised at how much money England have spent? English clubs have spent in this in this window? I mean, we all talked about COVID, COVID, COVID. But England English clubs just went like bonkers spending money though. Um, yeah, I, 
yeah actually I, I was looking at where the money is coming from right uh, they they do have huge deals for uh, television uh, broadcast so they're definitely making money more than any other club but i think it's it's a good uh, they haven't gone out out of the way to do stuff to be honest chelsea yes but they had money for the last two years right mm-hmm. and and they also did like 30 40 million deals there they never went for 100 200 million deals Uh, but every club the de- de- decent they haven't gone bonkers like last two years uh, so decent uh, it it has been muted to be honest to to uh, for, for my understanding what i see it has been muted compared to the last few years mm-hmm. but uh, uh, they haven't kept the money back saying oh this is covid let's save some money for next year so uh, they they probably bank uh, that that's where the change in epl is coming to with the league getting so tough uh i think all clubs understood that they need to put the money back and not wait for next year yeah yeah well based on the transfer activity i can say very very confidently that uh, the top 7 the season i do not think will involve manchester united the united will finish 8th i think that is where based on what i'm seeing right now that could change injuries things that could change but i i i don't know i can see uh the top two are the top two. i can see everton i can see leicester i can see spurs arsenal and chelsea your five teams i don't five think arsenal is going to be in top oh, four please you got party part, about the <laughs> party I, i know i i don't i don't believe i don't believe stressed i do not believe stressed uh, when he says that uh, no no to be honest apart from party right if we look at the team we had till yesterday right and you compare it to united it's more or less the same when it comes to defense Yes, we have uh, we have a good forward strength. Who's who's no thinks this is trying to reduce uh, like his? No, 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 no. That that's an honest opinion. United has a better midfield than Arsenal has. I would disagree, but I mean I can see why you say that, but I would disagree. Right, you have Pogba, you have Bruno, Pogba's and then now you have Pogba's crap. Matic is crap. Let me just I'll say this right now. I'll say Pogba's crap. He sucks. I think he's overrated. I don't know if anybody else agrees with me, but I think he's good. Uh, I think. You want to trade that with Sabalos? Uh, I I would take that trade. You would take Pogba for Sabalos? Yeah, sure. What's your funeral? Go for it. Well, I don't think that deal will be done, but I think. I mean, I I don't know if I I would probably just get rid of Pogba, but I mean that's you know that's just I mean uh, anyway we're running out of time. I I will leave that discussion for another day. Uh, I just because I only wanted to make that point that uh, for future games I will be saying for most games I will be saying that United are going to draw or lose because that's how I feel. But that's I just want to make that point now so that people in the future don't see like oh you know he's just doing now. So I just want to make it clear right now. But uh, thank you so much, Kevin. Thank you so much, Sahil and Sreesh for joining me today. I know it's a bit late in the, in the day, but uh, thank you so much for taking some time out and uh, doing these reactions. I know it's a bit tough as well uh, for Sahil uh, for you, but uh, uh, Sreesh, I think it's it's part eight time for you now. It's night. It's like it. Yeah. Yes, I I got this one now. I'm sorry, I missed <laughs> that part before. Yes, it is. Yes, it's part eight time for sure. Yes, which I think I like I like the way that they announced the deals. It was good. Uh, but thanks so much, guys. Uh, if you enjoyed yeah, watching this video, uh, please remember to like, share, and, and, uh, and subscribe to the channel. If you're new, we crossed 90 subscribers. We're now at 91 subscribers for the channel. So help us get to 100. Uh, and you know, let's see if we can get there by the end of this week. So please help us that. If you're new, please remember to subscribe. Uh, and uh, we will have some more content. We're not going to have a lot of uh, these kind of things. I think we did four videos in four days now. I don't think we'll be going back to that. um but uh, we have some some content planned for you for this week so uh, for this week and the next week because we don't have any football this international break this weekend so there's not going to be any match reactions or previews uh, maybe we don't we don't talk about international football on here so we're just going to leave that for now um but uh, uh please uh, so please stay tuned we'll, we'll update you on that uh but in the meantime thank you so much uh, kevin sahil swaste always a pleasure to have you on the show and thank you for providing your insight thank you
Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for hosting. Bye. Yeah. Have a good Thank evening, you. guys, and uh, we'll see you later. Bye bye. Hey everyone, thank you so much for listening to that episode of Late Night Football. We need your help to grow this channel. So if you've been enjoying the show thus far, please do like and subscribe to this channel and share it with your friends, family, colleagues, neighbors, drinking buddies, fellow football fans, and anybody else you know or don't know. We really appreciate it. Uh, please also follow us on Twitter and Facebook. We have the links in the description below and spread the word about us. Take care. Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at luckylandslots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.